Chapter fifty three of the Roots of the Mountains by William Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of the word which Hallward of the Steer had for folk might. But of the time then passing, it is to be said that the whole host abode in Silverdale in great mirth and good liking, till they should hear tidings of Dalach and his company, who had followed hot foot on the fleers of the dusky men and on the tenth day after the battle ironface and his two sons and stoneface were sitting about sunset under a great oak tree by that streamside which ran through the moatstead there also was folkmite somewhat distraught because of his love for the bride who was now mending of her hurts as they sat there in all content they saw folk coming toward them three in number and as they drew nigher they saw that it was old Hallward of the Steer, and the Sunbeam and Bome following him hand in hand. When they came to the brook, Bome ran up to the elder to help him over the stepping-stones, which he did as one who loved him, as the old man was stark enough to have waded the water waist-deep. She was no longer in her war-gear, but was clad after her want of shadowy veil, in naught but a white woollen kirtle. So she stood in the stream beside the stones, and let the swift water ripple up over her ankles, while the elder leaned on her shoulder and looked down upon her kindly. The sunbeam followed after them, stepping daintily from stone to stone, so that she was a fair sight to see. Her face was smiling and happy, and as she stepped forth onto the green grass, the colour flushed up in it, but she cast her eyes adown as one somewhat shamefaced. So the chieftains rose up before the leader of the steer, and folkmite went up to him and greeted him and took his hand and kissed him on the cheek and hallward said hail to the chiefs of the kindred and my earthly friends then folkmite bade him sit down by him and all the men sat down again but sunbeam leaned her back against a sapling ash hard by her feet set close together and bome went to and fro in short turns keeping well within earshot then said hallward Folkmite, I have prayed thy kinswoman bore me to lead me to thee, that I might speak with thee, and it is good that I find my kinsman of the face in thy company, for I would say a word to thee that concerns them somewhat. Said Folkmite, Guest, and warrior of the steer, thy words are ever good, and if this time thou comest to ask aught of me, then shall they be better than good. Said Hallward, Tell me, Folkmite, hast thou seen my daughter, the bride, to-day? Yea, said Folkmite, reddening. What didst thou deem of her state? said Hallward. Said Folkmite, Thou knowest thyself that the fever hath left her, and that she is mending. Hallward said, In a few days, belike, we shall be wending home to Burgdale. When deemest thou that the bride may travel, if it were but on a litter? Folkmite was silent, and Hallward smiled on him and said, Wouldst thou have a tarry, O chief of the wolf? So it is, said Folkmite, that it might be labour lost for her to journey to Burgdale at present. Thinkest thou, said Hallward, hast thou a mind, then, that if she goeth, she shall speedily come back hither? It has been in my mind, said Folkmite, that I should wed her. Wilt thou gainsay it? I pray thee, Ironface, my friend, and ye, Stoneface and Hallface, and thou, Face of God, my brother, to lay thy words to mine in this matter. Then said Hallward, stroking his beard, 
there will be a seat missing in the hall of the steer and a sore lack in the heart of many a man in burgdale if the bride come back to us no more we looked not to lose the maiden by her wedding for it is no long way betwixt the house of the steer and the house of the face but now when i arise in the morning and miss her i shall take my staff and walk down the street of burgstead for i shall say the maiden hath gone to see iron face my friend she is well in the house of the face and then shall i remember how that the wood and the waste lie between us how sayest thou alderman a sore lack it will be said iron face but all good go with her though while shall i go hatless down burgstead street and say now will i go fetch my daughter the bride from the house of the steer while many a day's journey shall lie betwixt us said hallward i will not beat about the bush folk might what gift wilt thou give us for the maiden said folk might whatever is mine shall be thine and whatsoever of the dale the kindred and the poor folk begrudge thee not that shalt thou have and deemest thou that they will begrudge thee aught is it enough hallward said i wot not chieftain see thou to it bome my friend bring hither that which i would have from silverdale for the house of the steer in payment for our maiden then bome came forward speedily and went up to the sunbeam and led her by the hand in front of folkmite and hallward and the other chieftains then folkmite started and leapt up from the ground for sooth to say he had been thinking so wholly of the bride that his sister was not in his mind and he had no deeming of whither hallward was coming though the others guessed well enough and now smiled on him merrily when they saw how wild folk might stared as for the sunbeam she stood there blushing like a rose in june but looking her brother straight in the face as hallward said folk might chief of the wolf since thou wouldst take our maiden the bride away from us i ask thee to make good her place with this maiden so that the house of the steer may not lack when they who are wont to wed therein come to us and pray us for a bedfellow for the best of their kindred then became folk might smiling and merry like unto the others and he said chief of the steer this gift is thine together with aught else which thou mayst desire of us then he kissed the sunbeam and said sister we looked for this to befall in some fashion yet we deemed that he that should lead thee away might abide with us for a moon or two but now let all this be since if thou art not to bear children to the kindreds of silverdale yet shalt thou bear them to their friends and fellows and now choose what gift thou wilt have of us to keep us in thy memory she said the memory of my people shall not fade from me yet indeed i ask thee for a gift to it bome and the two sons of woodfather that are left since woodwicked was slain and belike the elder and his wife will be fain to go with their sons and ye will not hinder them even so shall it be done said folk might and he was silent a while pondering and then he said lo you friends doth it not seem strange to you that peace sundereth as well as war indeed i deem it grievous that ye shall have to miss your well-beloved kinswoman and for me i am now grown so used to this woman my sister though at while she hath been masterful with me that i shall often turn about and think to speak to her when there lie long days of wood and waste betwixt her voice and mine the sunbeam laughed in his face though the tears stood in her eyes as she said keep up thine heart brother for at least the way is shorter betwixt burgdale and silverdale than betwixt life and death and the road we shall learn belike <laughs>
said Hallface. So it is that my brother is no ill woodman, as ye learned last autumn. Ironface smiled, but somewhat sadly, for he beheld face of God, who had no eyes for any one save the sunbeam, and no marvel was that, for never had she looked fairer, and forsooth the war-leader was not utterly well pleased, for he was deeming that there would be delaying of his wedding, now that the sunbeam was to become a maid of the steer, and in his mind he half deemed that it would be better if he were to take her by the hand, and lead her home through the wildwood, he and she alone. And she looked on him shyly, as though she had a deeming of his thought, albeit he knew it might not be, that he, the chosen war-leader, should trouble the peace of the kindred, for he wotted that all this was done for peace's sake. So Hallward stood forth, and took the sunbeam's right hand in his, and said, Now do I take this maiden, sunbeam of the kindred of the wolf, and lead her into the house of the steer, to be in all ways one of the maidens of our house, and to wed in the blood wherein we have been wont to wed. Neither from henceforth let any one say this woman is not of the blood of the steer, for we have given her our blood, and she is of us, duly and truly. Thereafter they talked together merrily for a little, and then turned toward the houses, for the sun was now down. And as they went, Ironface spake to his son, and said, Go, main, wilt thou verily keep thine oath to wed the fairest woman in the world? By how much is this one fairer than my dear daughter, who shall no more dwell in mine house? Said Face of God, Yea, father, I shall keep mine oath, for the gods, who know much, know that when I swore last Yule, I was thinking of the fair woman going yonder beside Hallward, and of none other. Ah, son, said Ironface, why didst thou beguile us? Hadst thou but told us the truth, then? Yea, alderman, said Face of God, smiling, and how thou wouldst have raged against me then, when thou hast scarce forgiven me now. In sooth, father, I feared to tell you all. I was young, I was one against the world. Yea, yea, and even that was sweet to me, so sorely as I loved her. Hast thou forgotten, father? Ironface smiled and answered not, and so came they to the house wherein they were guested. End of chapter 53